Hey everybody, this is Chelsea Schaefer and Caitlin Dustoff, and this is The Score, the official podcast of the sport of team roping. This is the Team Roping Journal's semi-weekly podcast, highlighting the team roping industry's top talents and influencers through stories that inspire and connect ropers. We sit down with ropers from the professional ranks, as well as industry icons and producers to delve into topics that make the team roping world tick. This is season two. It will feature even deeper interviews, storytelling, and issue-based coverage, and we are so excited you're here. This episode is brought to you by Neutrina Feed and their line of safe choice products. Stay tuned to learn more about this line of feed in the middle of the episode. 2019 is the year that saw the American, the World Champions Rodeo Alliance, and now the Cheyenne Frontier Days welcome breakaway roping into their folds. But everything that happened this year, the stuff that drew the big headlines and the rodeos that saw young girls win tens of thousands of dollars in mind-blowing fashion, that took decades worth of work, grassroots support, and a few women who stuck their necks out to advocate for themselves and others. A few of those women who haven't been silent about the opportunities that rodeo committees, sponsors, fans, and associations have been missing out on by not including the ladies, a couple of them are Larry D. Guy and Hope Thompson, and they're today's guests on the score. Larry D. and Hope have some 15 WPRA world titles between them, and they've cashed hundreds of thousands of checks at the major team roping and breakaway jackpots across the country. In fact, LD just won the Spicer Grip breakaway title, worth $7,700. They're teachers, too, who spend most of their year traveling the country, introducing new students to the sport of breakaway roping and team roping. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. I want to thank Larry D. and Hope in advance for this little chat that we did there in Cheyenne. Guys, hi, welcome to the SCORE podcast. How are you? We are doing this for real now. I'm oh, yucked. wait, you're asking us how we are. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm We're doing good. great. How are you? <laughs> well, thank you for doing this with me. Yep. It's weird to have our conversation re- recorded because we're supposed to be natural, but I don't know how natural we can be. Feels pretty, I know. pretty natural. <laughs> good. Other than the microphone sitting in the middle of the table. Is it weird? No, I'm not looking at it. <laughs> That's good. Look at, keep looking at your phone. Well, guys. I'm glad. I've been wanting to do a podcast with two other people, because usually it's just me and somebody else talking, but I want to just have a conversation with both of you. I think it'll be more fun with the three of us than just one podcast with Hope and one podcast with Larry D. Let's do it. Well, we usually have these conversations, but we usually have one more in there, so we usually have four, because Carrie's usually with us. Yeah, but. Carrie's usually with us. She's sad that she's not with us today. Yeah. So, we, so for the fans listening, Hope and Larry D and I have been friends for a while, and we have another, a fourth fourth best friend in our crew. So I'm really glad that we're getting to show the world that we are really good friends. On this <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, and I don't know, it'll be, we'll have to censor ourselves some, but not too much, hopefully. Okay, good. Good. We're not do anything to get us fired or sponsors dropped or anything like that. That would be bad. Yeah. Terrible news, so that'll set the tone. But, okay, so I know so much about you guys, but I want to know a little bit more. And this is, this is kind of the question that I've started starting out with on these shows. Take us into the practice pen at the, that you roped in as a kid. What did that arena look like? What was your dad saying to you? Who was... <laughs> I said we got to censor ourselves a little bit. What, what, did, what did the arena look like? What kind of cattle were you roping? What kind of horses were you riding? Give me that whole rundown. Well, when I was a kid... Um 
I, I had a good horse, a, a little mare. Um, I had her since she was two years old. And uh, my granddad would, every day that I would come home, he would have my horse saddled, have the calves pinned, and waiting for me to get down there. And my dad, um, he's the one that helped my brother and I to learn to rope and taught us all the basics and mechanics and, um, you know, all that. And, you know, when when we were little, it, it seemed a lot more fun, you know, than when we got a little <laughs> older. Um, practices got pretty tough. And, and I said, I guess that's what molded the, the way or the, the person that I am because our my practices were, um, um, there was a lot of screaming and hollering and, you know, you, you didn't miss and, you know, you... Um, they 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 were more about catching the calf and doing your part and there wasn't much fun involved mm -hmm. and you know nowadays i um i go down there with a purpose and you know try to do try to do my job and all that but i try to i try to at least help us to have fun i mean i want us to have fun because this is something we get to do that we don't have to do and when you got a gift like that, that it's something that you need to be, you know, appreciative of and, and have fun doing, I feel like. How much did you and Tommy being kind of pitted against each other help you, and, and how did it hurt you? Both. Um, you know, I was always compared to my brother, and he was compared to me. You know, if any time that he didn't do good, you know, that girl can outrope you, and your sister can do this better, and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, same for me. I mean, I was always, you know, against him, you know, do what he did, do what he did better, and, you know, all that. And, and that was something that I felt that drove me, mm -hmm. you know, to be good because, um, you know, I was compared to someone, and, you know, and now, like, when I get older and kind of study the mental game and do all that, it's it's just kind of funny that you uh, you don't compare yourself to anyone. Yeah, that's, you like know? the whole, that's the that's, whole point yeah. of the mental game right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and um, so, you know, I have to, um, I work on myself a lot to keep my focus on, you know, me and what's important right now and, and you know, all of that. So it's, it's uh, it helped and hurt, I guess. Mm-hmm. And hope you would have been very different as far as your upbringing. And yeah, things. I didn't. I didn't grow up in a rodeo family at all. Um, no arena or anything. My parents supported it. Got me great like timed event horses and stuff like that. Um, and then I'd always wanted to rope for whatever reason. I just they didn't know enough about it to help me. And so um, we. I mean, they sent me to different um, people to help me and I roped in their arenas and stuff. It wasn't until college actually. I um, came home before the college finals and needed to practice and so I split our pasture in half with T-posts and chicken wire and... Did you tap the T-posts? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Cowgirl. I had some help. <laughs> um, I did and dusted it up. It was sand and... Good thing it was sandy because they're probably not very deep. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably all leaning. Yeah. Come on, you guys. It worked. It's still there today. I'm not going to tell you when I went to the college finals. Though. Um, Last no, year. And, <laughs> and so um, that that's how I got into it, just their support and mm -hmm. getting me to the right people. Um, through college, I lived with uh, Jade and Wendy Connor. Um, they had an arena and actually bought my first really good rope horse um, from them and just like I said, just getting around the right people with the right help and went on from there.
As far as your mental game, though, I feel like that's the polar... Like, so I had parents that weren't into rodeo, and they just loved me and were happy and supported me no matter what. And I had to, I found my own motivation or my own competitive edge, where Larry D's came a lot from all kinds of different people influencing her. Where did your competitive edge come from? You know, um, I'm competitive at everything that I do. Um, and good question, because I... I mean, this week out here I'm struggling even, but it's one of those things that just just being a competitor and being competitive, honestly, like through college and coming up, and I, I was only worried about winning. I didn't train horses. I didn't do schools. It was just I practiced for me. I roped for me, and I felt like the winning was easy, and when winning's easy, the mental game is there, you know, um, and then living out at Larry D's and and wanting to train horses and still wanting to be a competitor and stuff like that's something I've really had to work on like and separate the two um we've actually we actually hired Donnie Taylor to to help with us and and learn the mental game because honestly I don't until her I don't feel I ever learned it like I said it was just my parents gave me the opportunities um put me with the right people and so you're just always pumped up and whatever but trying to separate the two I mean the answer to your question is I feel like I've I've had to learn it and I'm still working on that still working on it now when when hope came to you how what year did you uh 2010 I believe 2010 um what did you see in hope that that made you like believe in her and want to be a part of her journey well, you know, like what she said that, you know, how she was raised and all that, like she, she had as a dream and had a dream and has a dream that she wants to rope, train horses, um, teach schools, do all that, make a living with a rope as a, you know, as a lady. And, you know, that's a really hard thing to do. And I was blessed. I, I have a ranch um, that my family owns and, and, um, I was given major opportunities, and then I had to, you know, take advantage of that and do what it is that I do. And and when Hope came to me, she had had, you know, some things happen in her life that she was a little broken when she kind of came to my house. And and um, so I wanted to give her, give her those opportunities to, you know, chase down her dream. And 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 saying that, as much as I wanted to help her, she's helped me you know, as much as anybody, because um, to do what I do, I mean, you have to have help to teach the schools. You have to have help to train the horses. And if you're going to take in any outside horses, like, I really don't like to do that anymore because it's too hard on my, you know, my body. I'm getting a little older. And, you know, to do all of those things and then to have someone there that is, um, that's so competitive and ropes so good that you can, you know, keep your game you know, up to par because you have someone like that to practice with. I mean, it's helped me as much as, you know, somebody could say that I helped her. But I just, you know, um, I just wanted to give her that opportunity. I mean, there's been people, you know, that's lived there and stayed there. And, you know, I'm appreciative. I mean, Jackie has stayed there. And, you know, I'm appreciative of what she's done and uh, for me. And, and, you know, same for her. I'm sure she's appreciative of what I've done for her. But, it's just, um, it's always good to have someone there to help and mm-hmm. and do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think, like, my friend Casey and I, we always talk about being a part of other people's journeys. Like, 
you guys are so a part of other people's journeys and big, in a bigger way than a lot of people get the opportunity to be. And that's just been something that's always inspired me about what you guys do. And, and not just the schools, but, but with Whitney and, and everybody that's lived at your place. Well, yeah, and it, you know, is it's so cool to to read uh, a message that someone will send you that you did for their kid or something that you did for them that you had no idea that your influence on that person would have done that for that mm-hmm. for them, and you know, like that that makes us feel. I mean, I know it does me. Like it's just it. I mean, it's so touching to know that you did that for that person or and it's whatever. Way bigger than- the roping yeah. side of things. I mean, it's for some people, and for me, life life changing things that yeah that you get to experience. It's pretty cool. Yeah, a woman bought a horse from Tori and I a couple months ago, and she's she texted me today and said, "Man, I've been thinking about going to one of Hope and Larry D's schools." And she's like, "There's still some openings at NRS," and I was like, "You should go." Like, it, I think, she, yeah, she said, "I think it just would change my life," and I was like, "I think it would." And and I've heard that from other people too. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. She she thinks you, anyway. But it's funny what people think about you when I hear it from people that don't know you. They, yeah. But I think you do such a good job of like being who you are at all times. Everybody's perception of you is usually pretty right. I think. I don't know. What you see is what you get. Usually. <laughs> yeah, with both of you. <laughs> um, well, so it's. 2013, I'm laying on the bleachers in Reno with one eye open, um, watching her open, and you said, hey, pay attention, and you said, I want to do something, and I said, what do you, what do you mean, I'm tired, I'm tired, and, Wonder why. <laughs> and I said, I'm real tired, and I said, <laughs> and you said, I want to do something for girls, and she said, you said, I'm getting older, and I want to do something for the girls, I want to leave something. What were you thinking back? Think back to 2013, and what what were kind of your motives for what became Rope Like a Girl, and what I think I like to attribute to the movement that we're seeing right now with women in, in roping in all kinds of facets. You know, I I just wanted um, you know the little girls and the women out there to know that really what's happening right now is that you know you just you, you don't just have to run barrels, mm-hmm. you know, that you can rope and you can, you know, you can make a living with your rope and you can follow your dream and and be able to um, achieve all of that. You know, it, it takes a heck of a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of determination, but it's just something that I wanted. I wanted girls and women out there to know that there was the sky's the limit for us. I mean, all we have to do is work hard at something and we can, you know, achieve it. And I just wanted to leave a, a legacy or, I don't know the really the exact words. You, you're the rider. <laughs> Come the on. No. This, you get this all the time. Hope, were you just along for the ride <laughs> or were you, I mean, did you guys talk about this kind of stuff in the truck a lot or? Yeah. So, um, just, just for our sport to get where it's gotten is what I feel that we talked a lot about and you know I don't think any any one person can take credit for that because just like she said she wanted the little girls the ladies who thought they were done roping and all that you know they play a huge part in it because they've they've gotten back to entering and I mean just 
just just what she said just seeing i mean we're at cheyenne right now getting mm -hmm. to rope the wcra the american all of that i mean everybody's played a huge part in that and i feel that that was that was our goal or our dream with it is just for it to get just put us on an equal stage mm -hmm. it, without having to be a barrel racer and i'm a barrel racing fan I, I mean i think that's great too but i'm just saying for for us that do rope like to be able to to be out here with the rest of the athletes and get to compete on the same size stages they get to compete on. Yeah, like you said, we're recording this at Cheyenne, and I looked to Hope when we were watching after, uh, we were watching the team roping, and I said, man, what's cool is, you know, barrel racers, and, and I'm a barrel racer, so I, I'm not hating on the barrel racers at all, they have to spend a lot of time back at the tra their events at the very end, and they're spending a lot of time back at the trailers, getting their horses ready, um, they run, the bull riding happens, and the rodeo's over. I was watching the breakaway ropers walk around the stands with their back numbers on and their patches on their shirt and little girls looking at them. I'm going to cry, but I thought it was, like, so cool because they were actually out amongst the fans and, and like, to no fault of barrel racers, the, the timing of it in the rodeo doesn't allow for it usually. But there were so many girls just walking around and little kids were getting to see them, and I thought, Well, Man. I didn't get to. I had to go help a barrel racer down the town. <laughs> you know, true. speaking of that, though, what's so cool, I mean, you know, sponsors and stuff have us sign autographs because we're out there for the World Series and stuff at Vegas, but when those little girls stand in our, in our lines, they think we're barrel racers because, I mean, that's mm -hmm. the only event showcased for, showcased for women at the NFR. So we actually got to sign autographs. And at the days of 47, and like our back number has our event on it, and so like it's cool knowing that they're coming to get your autograph as a roper, not as oh she's a girl, so she's mm -hmm. girl racing here. So it's it's pretty cool. And I think it's cool that you know that Breakaway's getting you know to where it is, and I just want you know the fans and the people out there to know that we as Breakaway ropers want it as an added women's event. You know, we don't want breakaway roping to ever replace any kind of event in rodeo. We want to be, you know, we want to be a part of it, yes, of, you know, professional rodeo and have two ladies' events out there. And, you know, it's cool because that just gives the fans, like, during the barrel race, you could hear, I mean, I was down there helping um, Cheyenne Wimberly in the alley, and, and, like, when she made her run, I mean, the, the fans go crazy, and it's 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 those fans love to see the women doing mm -hmm. you know doing things and you know i feel that that's what breakaway is going to become it's just going to become you know another event or i want it to become another event for the ladies and um you know give the fans another ladies event to and it's great for watch. like the more urban markets too like there's there's nothing very offensive about breakaway roping as no. far as yeah, there's no not at it's all it's a pretty it's pretty pal palatable for yeah for fans that might not be traditional rodeo fans. So right. it's pretty exciting. Have you seen it affecting the price of breakaway horses? Yes. Buying and selling. Mm -hmm. I've done both lately. And <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> yeah. I've done both lately. And um, they they're dang sure, you know, it's helped us in being able to sell them, mm -hmm. but it's dang sure hurt when you're trying to buy one because they're getting pretty dang expensive it's, it's hurting on trying to sell them too because you need them yeah yeah like you i mean usually one breakaway horse for us is enough is and, enough it's, not and it's not now and so i mean you always have your your best one but you could sell your your good one or something and now it's like 
just want to hold on to them, but it's the, the price of them is, yeah, been impacted a lot. I want to take a break from this interview to let you know that I'd highly recommend you check out the premium Safe Choice products from our friends at Neutrina Feeds. After all, Safe Choice Horse Feeds pioneered the controlled starch market to begin with. They're the right choice to keep the horses you love happy and healthy. And their special nutrition technology, Top Line Balance, builds and strengthens their top line. We all know how important a strong top line is for a head and a heel horse that has a lot of hard work to do. So go ahead and visit NutrinaWorld.com and find a dealer near you. How about the amount of time that you guys spend practicing breakaway roping versus team roping? I mean, how are you balancing that now? Well, like the last, you know, like the last, um, since Reno, Actually, since Reno, I haven't even been able to run a steer. Um, we've almost been gone um, doing, you know, the rodeos and the ropings and all that. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big team roper. I, I train a lot of head horses and all that. And so it's, uh, it's kind of taking a toll on my team roping. But I know it'll all get balanced out, you know, when I get back home. Because it's just like Trevor. I mean, he can, you know, he yeah. practices, you know, three to five events. Uh-huh. But... Um, It'll all balance out, but right now, I mean, it's since the middle of June, I haven't even run a steer. Wow. I know. Do you have your spots for Vegas? I do have, I think I have two, two right now for Vegas. Do you have any hope? One. One. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You guys better get to team roping soon. Um, As far as at the grassroots level, have you seen... What change, maybe over the last decade, have you seen in little girls wanting to rope? Have you seen a change? Man, I get beat all the time. There's a huge change. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the days of 47, Jordy... Um, 16 years old? Yeah, Jordy Eden, 16 years old, wins the days of 47, 50,000. You know, mm-hmm. Madison Uthier wins the 100,000 100, you know, at the American. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's changed. Holy cow. And... Um, you know, the thing here at Cheyenne, you have to be 18 um, years old to enter here. So um, there's not, you know, really those younger kids, but we rope against them. I have a rope like a girl, you know, roping along with the junior calf roping championships. And they, um, those little girls will enter our open breakaway. And you're not trying to beat me or Hope or Jackie. <laughs> I mean, we're trying to beat those 14 15 year old kids you know that's and it's awesome. not just a, it's not just um extra event for the all-around anymore mm-hmm. like it's not just like you know having a really good braille horse and entering the breakaway for all-around points when you're younger like there it's a, there's they're a future in it. it they're working at yeah. it and it's it's for real it's showing yeah and i don't know all the because i've not been around breakaway open as much as obviously you guys but not very long like i loved seeing jimmy joe enter places like People that hadn't breakawayed in so long, but are so I dang love handy. I like Nellie Miller. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's <laughs> up in the barrel race that night at Reno, ropes in the jackpot that day. Like, mm-hmm. it's just cool. She would have entered here if she could have got up right, but she, she couldn't get up right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, and I mean, Jimmy Joe, uh, we were actually talking about nominating some rodeos for WCRA, and you could see her motor, yeah. running a little bit. Like, now, how do you do it, and what do you need to do? I mean, like, she's she's thinking about it. She's such a gamer. Like, oh yeah, it would be. Nothing nice if she came out and tried it. Like, oh, I yeah. I know, 
yeah, I think I think that's super cool. Speaking of Jimmy Joe, she's been. Well, we had a conversation in Reno because breakaway in and wanting to rope, and mm -hmm. she heals great, so she's got good horses. But she's been breakaway in on her heel horse, just kind of get by, and she's even, she was even asking me, like, about maybe having to find an actual breakaway <laughs> horse because, like, she's going, like, she's entering. She's do so, it. Yeah. That's awesome. What, um, how about budgeting for entry fees? You guys aren't used to, or are some of your team roping entry fees paying all your rodeo entry fees? I feel like that would be the biggest culture shock this year for breakaway ropers is like, whoa, there's actually all these things to enter now, and I have to come up with $500 for Cheyenne, $500 for the jackpot at Cheyenne. Like, how did you guys talk about that at the beginning of the year? Have you been making do as it's come up? Well, I feel like, for 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 some of us that team rope, we are used to the big sure. fees, mm -hmm. and but there's so many girls that breakaway rope that are not used to the big fees, and it really has. I've I've heard a lot about that, and there's been stuff on Facebook and you know stuff that you know all these big ropings and high fees. They're you know they're just playing it for the big dogs and all that, and you know it's it's really cool. And it's great, and I understand both sides. I mean, I love the high fees because that means you win a lot of money, just mm -hmm. like the team roping. But I'm a big team roper. Um, it's obviously not set up for whoever's calling big dogs big dogs because those kids have kicked our butt at those major ones lately anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, it's not it's not set up, I don't think, for, for anyone. I think the – I don't know if it's the excitement or, like you said, being a team roper and you used to paying the higher <laughs> fees mm – -hmm. But just knowing, I guess knowing the money that's added and the the chance of big money that you get to win kind of overshadows the the fees to but me. But the like, thing that I'm that I worry about about those things is I I am big on the high fees, mm -hmm. but I want to keep breakaway roping growing, mm -hmm. and a lot of people can't afford all the time the high fees. Yeah, and so I feel that. It's just like the team roping. I mean, yeah, go to the World Series, but you also have, you know, the three for 30s and, mm -hmm. you know, four for 60 or whatever. Like, you still got to have those, you know, that happy medium in there where you can go run three calves for 150 or $200 instead of three calves for 500 And you know? I think And I think people figure out, too, how to budget for it. Like, because this year kind of surprised everybody. I think like, so. Nobody knew, like... You know, there's lots of girls that are moms out there that are on, you know, family, family, a mom, a dad, and a kid, and they maybe didn't work, and their husband, they had this amount of money that they would enter the little breakaways or the, the amateur rodeos, and now they know for yeah. next year or two years that, that life's going to change if that's what they want. If that's what they want. I was going to say that. It's just like the rest of the guys yeah. or girls mm -hmm. who rodeo for a living, like, the, I guess they budgeted and they set that up, and... In and advance, figured, yeah. In advance, yeah. mm -hmm. knowing that that's what you're going to do. That's been the biggest shock for me is, like, I'm gone for 20 days, and that's nothing. But well, you're, we're usually not way out here, away from home for, well, but for you, 20 and days. Like, like, with Hope, I mean, like, she makes her a lot of her living um, riding horses, giving lessons. Well, when you're gone for 20 days, you're not riding your mm -hmm. outside horses. You're not giving your lessons. You know, we're having a school here in Cheyenne which, you know, helps us with that. Um, but 
you have to figure out ways that you're gonna you know make money to be able to afford that and which she makes a lot of money with the rope but like she said she's had a she's had a bad couple weeks and um we've got one more big roping on the way home that she's got a you know huge chance to win and but like you said the opportunity to get to do a school yeah out here you know Mm -hmm. um it's part of part of the job i guess but that we're fortunate enough to get to do and then and that's what that's a blessing because like like that hopes had a, a bad couple of weeks and she gets to do this school and recoup all of her money and then still has one more big chance before we even get home so mm-hmm. that's you know that's really fortunate but you have to figure out ways to dang your budget for it or be able to make money while you're out here if if things aren't going in your favor because i don't care who you are unless you're you know Haley Kinzel that you're gonna win all, every time you go <laughs> down the alley time. Or every time <laughs> which is freaking awesome I yeah. love how she can just go down the alley and win first and then come back and then break her own record mm-hmm. I like, loved her interview I mean she gives it all to her horse which yeah. is really cool and that's what she said the higher pre- the more pressure it's just like she knows and she gives it all and freaking that's that's amazing to me it's amazing to me to watch other like team ropers and stuff over there watching just because it's just like yeah who, there who was does like, that i mean in days of 47 it was hope and mckenna and i and then there was like four team ropers and we're all screaming and hollering and clapping for for her and louie mm-hmm. and when louie went we were all like <laughs> <Yeah>. standing <laughs> up we're like come on yeah it's awesome all right so we said hey uh sister and louie are you know some of your favorite barrel horses who are the sister and louie of breakaway horses like we We've written about the great, about Walt and Scooter and Jackal and Caveman and Ice Cube for years and years and years. Who, um, what are the breakaway horses that, when I sit down and write the, the greatest breakaway horses of all time, who's on the list? Well, Hope had one, um, for sure. His name was 8-Track, and he's really, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be out of place by saying it, but that's who made Hope Thompson, I felt like, is that horse. Um, she always wrote good and still to this day ropes good but that horse was a he was a game changer Mm -hmm. and for everybody anybody that ever got on him and i got the privilege to get to ride him a few times and i mean it was i would just they would give me a hard time because every time i entered on eight track people would say oh you're gonna win something and i'm like yeah (laughs) eight track always won eight track always won something he he won more horse of the years i think than any for sure any horse i've ever and I feel one of the most underrated horses there is that's never won a horse of the year is um, Jackie's horse. Um, his name's T-Boy. And um, that horse is, it doesn't matter where you ride him. It doesn't matter who rides him. I mean, last year, I think at Reno, me and Kelsey and Jackie tag-teamed him at the jackpots and at the rodeo or at the, at the rope in there. Mm-hmm. And... He fits everybody's style and every situation, and, you know, he's one of the most underrated one I feel that's, that's out there. I feel he's a great, like a great horse. Mm-hmm. Um, Hope has another great horse, Inc. A uh, little girl, Josie Connor, just borrowed her at Days of 47. She's been the world's champion um, calf horse in the AQHA Reserve. 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 <laughs> and um, I've rode her, um, Hope's rode her. Um, Trevor's rotor, CR's rotor. There's, I mean, she's a great. She's one of those that fits any mm-hmm. situation. Um, gangster. Yeah, my he's horse battled, gangster. He's battled injuries and stuff. But he's crippled this summer again. He's actually doing really good. Okay. Um, 
he I would never ride him at a place like this. He would actually shine here really well because he runs so fast um, and rates and stops the clock and all that. But he um, he's torn his deep flexor tendon twice, and it I would not want to put him through something like this. Yeah. But anytime it's a short score or anything like that, I'm for sure going to ride him. I think. Um, there was a few of us that got invited to San Juan Capistrano this year, and That's I'm for exciting. sure. Oh man, and I'm for sure gonna, I'm gonna send him out there. So um, that, like something like that, it'd be great. Okay, so we've mentioned Trevor a couple times. What do people not know about Trevor Brazil? He's your best friend, one of your best friends. I feel like there's a lot. I learn something new about him every day. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> all I'm going to tell you about Trevor is you better be on the toes when you're talking to him because he's always thinking and trying to get a step ahead of you. Yeah, I don't think everybody realizes that. Like, he's just happy-go-lucky, jolly Trevor. Uh-huh. But he asks my opinion about something, and I'm like... He already knows. Yeah, he already yeah. knows, and he he's going to judge me based on what I say <laughs> where he yeah, knows. Yeah, you better me. think about think about your answer before you give it that's for sure he always gives me a hard time because i never answer the first time he calls then he mm-hmm. calls me but i tell everybody don't answer because i have to think about what he's probably going to want so i can already have my have my answers for him when i call him back right all right it's a good excuse to screen his call i guess <laughs> yeah that, that's a good way to put it i think that's the best advice about approaching trevor brazil that he anybody is. could give he's always a step ahead yeah well guys Thank you. Yeah, this was fun. Was it? Yeah, Yeah, I loved it. (laughs) Good. Okay. Good. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time today in Cheyenne, and we will talk again soon. Sounds good. I want to thank you all for listening, and again, thanks to Neutrina Feeds and their Safe Choice line of products for bringing you this episode. Have a great one, y'all.